0: hi and welcome to dad's talk the podcast Um, my name is kiaher and this is where dads are invited to engage in real conversations to share experiences and knowledge and to talk about everything that you might expect from separation and its impact to managing their emotions tonight we have a group of dads here and what we're going to talk about is the impact of separation on them Uh, and maybe they have some advice to give to dads that are possibly going through separation, as well. Separation, that must have been very difficult because I know that it's often described as a very traumatic and turbulent time for parents and their kids. What was it like for you? Okay, I like to um, use
1: the word change, car. Well, I'm traumatic. Change, Alan. Massive okay, well,
0: uh-huh. massive. So, so I suppose, I mean, the word traumatic, I mean, I would use the word traumatic because it is a trauma, but it brings a lot of change as well, Alan.
1: Yeah. And you've got to, you know, make changes to all sorts of routines regarding your kids and those sort of things, you know, it's about being resilient, all those different words that I've picked up from working with yourself. I suppose, whenever again,
0: I go back to change and uh, turbulent, uh, I mean, I would to call it? Have ideas that, I mean, it's a turbulent time. It's traumatic, so it is because it impacts on uh, it impacts on change in relation to conflict that's going on in your life. Uh, the confrontation maybe with your your ex partners. You know, changing residences, um, maybe the experiences that you have in relation to the decline in your standard of living, legal proceedings, lots of different things. And that's traumatic, but it's also about change as well. But how, how do you get through that? I mean, how does someone get their head around all those things?
2: It's small things each day. You you can't take it head on completely. Just takes a small thing each day and just go, I've done that. I'm. It's okay. I've done this. And tomorrow we'll do a small thing. And by the, it's as I've, I've, I think I've previously said is that, just keep doing the small things and then you'll realize in a few months that you've moved so far that yes there's, you're in a huge shock you're in a you're in your own personal hell for a short period of time but you can bring yourself out of that you, you can't I mean it's like you haven't got your home or you haven't got your kids or you haven't and it's just an absolute shock but just do those small things each day and don't go into yourself too much because your worst enemies inside your head find so many things to keep, to keep that enemy out because because you, you will ruminate at three in the morning you'll wake up at three in the morning you'll ruminate you'll wake up you'll still not be sleeping at seven in the morning and but it's just if you can't sleep don't sleep but do not ruminate over it because it'll take away your small wins <coughs> You know, I mean, I think, I mean,
0: you know, you're probably, Simon, talking from a dad that's got experience in this. What about dads that are going through it right now? What about dads that at one point thought to themselves, I'm not going to get separated. I mean, I'm in this relationship for the long haul. I mean, we're going to grow old together. Um, We're going to get on that camper van and travel around Europe whenever we retire.
1: It's a bit like uh, burying a dead relative, I think. Yeah, you know, the relationships end us. And it's, it's, as you've pointed out before as well, it's like a grieving process. But it lasts a wee bit longer than, you know, a dead relative, you can bury them. And that's it. You're gone. But with the, the end of a relationship, the, the grieving process goes on a bit lo- longer. So you need to have a bit more resilience, I guess. How long does it go on, Alan? Uh, well, that's that's the, the question. That's all dependent, on, I guess, on yourself. You know, that,
3: that that's dependent on the individual. Um, yeah, I mean, we all go into relationships expecting we have this idealistic view that it's going to succeed, that it's going to be perfect, that it's going to be brilliant. You're going to have your two point four children. You're going to grow old and die together, and 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 everybody's going to be sad that you're gone. <clears throat> and and the the unfortunate uh, reality of that is that there are relationships do for one reason or another that do end um and while alan has a a a good perspective there on on the stoicism that comes with accepting that it is potentially gonna die that it is gonna fail that we just have to put on our big boy pants and get on with things you know it it's still as simon was saying earlier on it's it's still the shock it's the impact it's the oh my God, my dream has just died. How do I cope with this? And it's, it's our coping, uh, coping mechanisms which are different for everybody, but it's our coping mechanisms which get us through the shock and the impact of, of, of a devastating breakup.
4: It's a very masculine thing as well to just put on that face with everybody and pretend that you're stoical, and then you're gonna just, you know, get your boots on and you're gonna get on with it. Yeah. It 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 takes a long time to really accept even that yourself that you're not gonna be okay at days, and you're gonna really have horrible nights, just you said, Simon. You're gonna worry about your kids. You're going to panic about having to go to court if it's you know to get contact with your kids you're going to have to you know every time you wake up and you see a picture of them or you think about your ex-partner whatever your circumstances may be I mean we as men need to accept that it's going to be tough and we can't just ignore that and think that it's the man's job to get on with things we'll have to sit and reflect we'll have to um Give ourselves I think what
1: you're saying, Dominic, is you need to engage with your emotions, and men are not very good at that. You, you need, know, to, be you to, need cry, to be able to, have, if
2: you you know, need, that, need to cry. You need that's
1: to actually, cry and you know, that sort
2: of thing.
3: Yeah, that, that's actually quite interesting. I was reading a report there recently where the, the act of crying while it's... um largely it's dismissed big boys don't cry that kind of thing i grew up during the 80s the cure had a big impact on me but big boys are meant to not cry and i think that's that's
0: alistair is is that not one of the the cure
3: songs it is indeed, <laughs> but the, the the I think the, the purpose of the exercise is that from a very early age we are discouraged from expressing our emotions, and that that's a difficult thing because I mean on the on the flip side of that you have women who are, let's cry it out, let's have a hug, let's talk about stuff, um and 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 they get all that stuff out of their system and the the purpose of crying i mean it releases endorphins it releases all those chemicals in your brains and and basically what it's doing is helping you to rebalance right and the people who do express their emotions are giving themselves a chance to rebalance and more of us need to actually do that so if if i'm having a bad day and i just go do you know what folks i'm going home now i've had enough i've run out of energy I'm going to go home, I'm going to have a cry, and I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I'm going to stick the boot back in, and it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And and, and you feel better for having, for for anybody who has, and I'm sure every single one of us during our breakups has sat down in a dark room, had a beer, had a bloody good cry, and you know what? They get back up, and they get back on, and they start again.
0: We've heard already Alan talking about or describing the separation as dealing with grief, and Martin and yourself Absolutely. talking about being able to regulate your emotions.
3: Yeah.
2: You the cry over the stupidest things, things.
3: things, you reckon, recognize. You, you this. do, but none of the things that you cry over are stupid. There, there, there's five stages of grief. That that's including your disbelief. That's including your anger. That's including your sadness. That's including your your bargaining. Oh, I wish I had them back. Oh, I wish I'd done this. I'd done that. You know, and and you go through all those stages in in different in different patterns in different ways. But all of those stages are you dealing with the impact that somebody else has had on your life that you have no control over.
2: Weirdly, weirdly, I've never been angry about it um Mm -hmm. because i do reflect on it and i do on the the first thing that somebody said to me was think of it as the other person's perspective as well and i started thinking about it and even though you may think they're toxic you may start thinking about what why they're doing what they're doing and when you start actually thinking outside of yourself and going oh maybe they have a point with this or maybe they know what are why they're doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. um it actually makes the anger go away you don't it it really does because you're because you're going they're doing that but you're not you're not saying i'm they're doing that and putting your spin on it you're saying they're doing this this, (laughs) you're accepting it you're just accepting that they have an opinion yeah
3: (laughs) rather than your opinion
2: being forced onto their actions yes
3: Because everybody's entitled to an opinion
0: It's a lifelong commitment, but um, after separation, does it change for dads? Um, if dad's no longer um, in a relationship with their ex partner and maybe uh living as a non resident parent, does parenting then change for you?
1: You've got to deal with the conflict in front of your kids. Kids is the biggest thing, yeah. You know, you've you've got to make sure that the the kids don't get mixed up in the adult conversations, as
3: they call it, yeah. The, the, the method of your parenting may change, but the fact that you are a parent doesn't change. Okay. It, it, it's been 19 months. I still love my for son. Sure. I'm still going to be his dad. I'm not in his life at the minute, but, but God, I'm fighting for access to him. And your, 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 your purpose as a parent is to provide for and care for your child, irrespective of how bad your relationship with the, the mother is you're still a dad and you can set the standards as to how you project yourself the, the the message that you give to your kids growing up can still be a positive one even if you're not in their life you can set a good example
4: i think okay. that's really important alistair about you know being very mindful that when you're not with them you're still their dad yeah. and that you are a massive role model for them and it's, it's really important that when you go through like a separate, you know, a, a seismic moment like this and a separation, you don't let that derail really, you to the extent where you're not even able to look after yourself. Um, you need to get yourself right mm-hmm. after these moments so that then you can be ready and willing to get that opportunity to, mm-hmm. to still be a parent, a separate parent.
0: So I suppose for anyone listening here, Alan, I mean, it's really about getting them to understand that once you separate, your life changes
1: oh, yeah. and you've got oh, to get yeah. your
0: head around that um, because we're talking about two homes. We're talking about two sets of parenting. We're talking about two birthdays, two Christmases, things like that.
1: Um, well,
5: isn't there, there isn't like going down the road of having two of everything isn't necessarily you know the right thing but i think the you know i sought advice when you know how to tell the children and i had from a professional and who uh, who was involved in doing that you know they, they they gave me an action plan i tried to kind of get my ex to 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 take part in that because if she basically said you know the the person i got the advice from was it but it it takes the two of you to do it And so that the, you know, one of the biggest issues or or from her experience, she explained was, it's one thing us as adults getting the shock of the separation. And as we've all heard, it can be a slow progression. It can suddenly be a a bomb that's dropped and it's like overnight. There's there's, there's obviously different extremes, but for the children, but you know, if it's done as a shock, you know the damage. The evidence is there. It lasts for longer. Um, you know because they they don't have the coping mechanisms yet that we do uh-huh. as adults. And you know, and the, the, the you know. So what do you do if your partner isn't playing ball? Well, I decided that I would behave in a particular way, as was prescribed by this person that I would talk to them in a particular way. If they had questions, I would answer them. I wouldn't sweep anything under the carpet. I'd I'd tackle everything head on. Um, But because at the end of the day, you can't do anything about the other person that you're separating from. You know, you can't control that. Um, But, you know, the one thing is, is that in this process, the absolute one thing that you can control is yourself and what you do and how you behave.
0: Both parents, both mom and dad, um, after separation, and and the children also. I mean, what they need is that they need healthy supports during this process. Um, because as we've heard, I mean, it can be. I mean, it's a time of change and a time of turbulence, um, and it can be very emotionally upsetting, um, and it can be disruptive. So we can. So if a dad was listening to what we're talking about tonight. Um, what advice would you give to somebody um, in relation to how to manage the separation yeah. and what to do afterwards, or even maybe how do, how, how do you navigate their way um, towards getting support for themselves?
5: Sorry, I just, just to What's repeat, I think I kind of said it was, I, the, I wish someone had said to me the first thing, and it sounds, you know, kind of selfish in a way, but is sort yourself out first. Mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't mean i'm not talking about yeah go away and not see the children i'm talking about sort yourself out first get yourself where you need to be and then because then only then can you um deal with everything deal with the children deal with the legal process deal with and all the you know the family court process if if you have to go down that route okay Um, okay uh,
0: okay um sorry alan what were
1: you going to say there alan as well well, one thing that sort of resonates with me is, that I heard recently I was on a parenting discussion there, and it was it takes a village to raise a child.
5: Yeah.
1: But in a, in a separation, I think you've got to up camp and create your own village, people that you trust. Yeah. And and surround your people, surround yourself with positive people that sort of can help you. So create your own village as such, because there's okay. some truth in that.
5: Yeah, you,
3: you can't you can't give a hundred percent until you are a hundred percent. But when you are, and part of that process is surrounding yourself with people who are very supportive of you. Um, I have, for example, on, on my Facebook page, I have 75 friends, of which about six of them are die hard. You must get your son you must have access to your son you must be a parent to your son and even whenever you're feeling down and oh my god i feel like giving up and you have these small core group of people who believe in you and they they they, they push you on even whenever you're giving up and and it it doesn't take the entire village it takes the best of the village
2: I'm very grateful for this group. Um I was at a very low point um one day and I by chance phoned parent and NI's number mm-hmm. and I got through to you guys and my emotional journey has been accelerated so much by getting sensible advice from people going through reality yeah, rather mm-hmm. than people giving you advice that they think works. And it's It's amazing listening to genuine advice from people who have lived it, because people telling you what they think is just—it's soap opera. Because people get emotionally involved in things and then they tell you nonsense. Whereas you guys have very level-headed. There's never an there's never nonsense. It's all very level-headed, sensible, and sensible things from all different stages and it's it really genuinely helps this group has so much helped me through all the all the bad periods
0: okay okay Simon thanks for that so I guess I mean it's is is it good then um is it good for dads to talk about these things I suppose I mean is is that helpful um
3: absolutely as long as it's a level talk and as Simon touched on the right thing there earlier on, you 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 can have sometimes you can you can join a group and people are oh, women this women that me, 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 me. and you sort of go hang on a wee minute no you're actually just being angry about it you're 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 reacting rather than responding and 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 as was pointed out earlier on sometimes it, it's whenever you actually speak to people it's when you try to deal with what's actually happening rather than responding oh i want to be angry oh i want to be nasty you don't need to be okay okay yeah,
4: i i would i would say um there's a lot of bad advice out there and i agree with the, okay. what the guys are saying and to be in a group like this here where people have actually you know walked the walk and to know to know what the crack is this is very very invaluable you know, and what what advice I would give to somebody who's only starting this process with so it is a process. And I'd say advice for somebody who's starting this process is, you know, it's daunting. It you know, you you just you, you don't know where you'll be, but it's it's probably when you get halfway through it or nearly through it, you can start to see the light and you, you realise it's not as daunting as you
0: imagined the way to start. Yeah. Martin, listen, thank you for that. And I suppose on that note, we're just going to finish off. Um, guys, thank you for uh, everybody's contribution here tonight. Um, it's, been, it's been good to talk, so it has. And I hope that somebody, anybody that's listening to our conversation, um, who's going through separation, that they maybe take some comfort um, from this conversation and some of the thoughts um, and information that has been shared here and discussed. Thanks, everybody. Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just have
1: a great evening. Thank you. Is that British Telecom that came up with that one, Ger? It's good to talk. Busby <laughs> <laughs> Bird. <laughs> well, I don't even know. <laughs> well, I'm just back